What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, y'all. It's Thursday. And you know what that means. That means it's time to ignite the dynamite the day after. And welcome to Day After Dynamite. I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. You may recognize this face because she was here 11 episodes ago. I can't say 11 weeks ago because I've taken (laughs) some weeks off. I've taken some weeks off in that time, but it was 11 episodes ago. It's the returning Miss Cher Delaware. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. You know, you asked me so long ago. I know, right? There's been so much prep and you've been uh, ready for this. I know you were thinking about it the entire time you were at Dynamite. You know, what am I going to say on Day After Dynamite? And I really appreciate you really like taking the time to dive into this and give it your all. Absolutely. (laughs) She literally learned she was hosting this like an hour and a half ago. (laughs) Um, But... You were a dynamite last night. I was. And it yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, they, they definitely mic'd you guys way better than Kansas City where I was uh, last week. Where, like I said on the show, I felt like loud, raucous crowd. I felt like they were really good being there. And then I turned to Twitter and everybody's like, why is this crowd so dead? And I'm like, no, there is a disconnect here. This is... And I listened to it, and sure enough, I, I think Twitter was right. I think that they uh, they had to have had, like, just, I think it was just like a switch. Like, something was just turned off because everything sounded like it was a mile away. And they definitely fixed that for St. Louis, um, where I don't think the attendance was as good as the Rampage uh, from back in November. Um, I did not go to that Rampage. Did you so... not? Oh, okay. Um... That there was a SmackDown about an hour from us that night, and we That's had right. row, we had front row seats. That's when uh, Reed became best friends with Pat McAfee. <laughs> so, I remember you did go to a show. I just couldn't remember uh, which one, but yeah, that night. Okay, you went yeah. to yeah. Smackdown. So I missed that one, but that one they had Punk, and because it was the week before um, Full Gear, right. because we lost Full Gear. So. Yeah, that was the one. It had. Um, wasn't it Danielson versus uh, Max Caster? I remember because he because he, he dropped the rap on um, John Laurinaitis, which would have been fitting here too. Um, and, uh, he, had, he had a good line last night. That yeah, I saw he had. He's had a couple of good ones. I forgot last week he had. Um, he had a line that like really got me in the arena, and then I forgot about it until literally. 30 seconds ago, but the line where he said, 
Um, the only guns that shouldn't be banned are the ass boys. And that's such a great fucking line. That is a very yeah. good line. <laughs> and... Will Washington! Oh, we've been ambushed by Jeremy Lambert again. Hello. Hi, Cher. Hi. How are you? How is Dynamite? It was great. I'm doing well. I'm very tired. I didn't get home till 2 in the morning. Oh, why'd you stay out partying all night? Did you party with my man Luther? No, I didn't see Luther. I don't I don't think he's there. He's uh banged up from what I hear. Um, you know, there's uh, cuz I did notice and and now that it Fightful's reported it, uh, I will note that uh there are a number of people from last week's Dynamite that weren't actually there. Um and I knew that because uh, just being there after the fact. But uh, a couple of those backstage segments last week at Dynamite were definitely taped uh, well beforehand, as Sean reported. Uh, so a lot more people were there this week. So that's a good thing. Jeremy. Will. 1-0. I, we're we're going to lose four straight. I have no faith. You're not talking me into having faith. Nope. The, the pessimism is continuing. I'm, I'm not... I'm not getting my hopes up at all. I did uh, last night was 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 nice, but that's the only victory we're, we're gonna have. That's it. I like this. Uh, I, I like it's this. It's worked. It's worked. <laughs> I know so this is. I know your pessimism has actually worked thus that's, far. That's right. Not changing got... the game plan. Share. <laughs> I have a voice from beyond who wants to say hi. From beyond. From beyond. Hi, from beyond. <laughs> oh wow, that is a voice from beyond. Yeah, wow. so the voice from beyond. It's totally disembodied. That's crazy. Yes, they said hi. <laughs> and please set a wedding date so I can put in PTO. We've been asked to set a wedding date. Can you set one for us? I mean, yeah. Okay. Because apparently we have to work around everybody else's schedule, not our own. So if you want to set one for us, that'd be cool. No, you just have to. Thing about weddings, weddings are actually about everyone else and not about you. (laughs) No, you just have to do like Denise and just throw it on a wrestling travel weekend. (laughs) I know, right? For real. I thought about like let's just do it like all out. Everybody's just gonna kind of be there in Chicago anyway, so we'll just do it there. At the at the mini golf course. At the mini golf course. Perfect. Look, that's all figured out. I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to make all out. So, um, oh, but you've got to make all out. Well, the problem wedding, is, <laughs> I know now that there's going to be a wedding there. I guess so. I was like, my original thinking is that I'm literally going to be at Forbidden Door in a week. So, uh, two trips to Chicago doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for this year. But just be like, just be like SP3 and go for a weekend and end up staying for three months. That's what he did with the, the UK. <laughs> I swear he was just going for like a week, and now he's going to move there, I'm pretty sure. He's got freaking citizenship there at this point. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I think, um, I guess I can announce this, a little Day After Dynamite Fightful Grap City exclusive story. It's basically, SP3 is filling in for me on Grap City next week as I'm traveling to Chicago. Um, so uh, we, I guess there was always like a mental running bet of who was going to be the first of the three of us to miss an episode of Grapsity. And it's me. And 
Uh, as much so. as you travel, of course it's you. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, Jeremy, we're about to get into talking dynamite. All right, yeah, I don't care about dynamite. There was a show. <laughs> it was great. The, the star of dynamite was Andre Burakovsky. He was the best player on any Turner Network. I think the game was actually on ABC last night. Uh, it was. But Andre Burakovsky was the star of Wednesday night in my world. Thank you guys. Have fun. Enjoy talking about. Wait, show. I was gonna say I actually watched all of Dynamite, and then the beauty of the way I watched it was uh, I didn't tune in until the third period, and so I got to start with a tie game and basically <laughs> start from ground zero. I that's that's the way to go because the first period was great, the second period was awful, and the third period was a I mean, tie, and overtime happened. Which was if great. you're um, a Tampa Bay fan. We don't uh, care about them, Will. <laughs> second quarter was actually pretty damn good. Quarter? This man or is quarter, sorry. Quarter. Sorry. Period. <laughs> I forgot that for whatever reason, hockey is like, nah, we're going to divide into thirds because... Yeah. Canadians, what can you do? <laughs> That's a Joel Pearl thing. Like, these Canadians, they don't know anything about anything. Yeah. Bye, All right. guys. Have a good Bye-bye. show. Bye. Bye. And there is your split-faced cameo of Jeremy Lambert for the week. Uh, so, what were we talking about? Dynamite. Dynamite. So, uh, the, that's right. That's what the show is. It's Day After Dynamite. Lots of cool stuff uh, happened on the show. This is a very interesting show. This was Road Rager. I should have changed the graphics up. I should have had the backdrop of this have like, the, 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 the 80s th- uh, theme. Although... You know, what's funny is uh, Mikey Ruckus made a um, an 80s-themed kind of new wave version of the Dynamite theme two years ago for Bash at the Beach when they did the yeah. this theme. And now, of course, they can't use the word Bash at the Beach because they traded that trademark back to WWE for Cody to get his full name back, only for Cody to then go to WWE. And now they have all of it. <laughs> Cody said, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, that, there's a song that would have fit with this. Cause yeah, they pretty much repurposed all the bash at the beach stuff for road rager. They did it last year when road rager was in Miami, um, which that was supposed to be the original theme. It was Miami, Miami vice. You have these graphics this time. They were just like, we need to give St. Louis a theme. So let's reuse those. Miami Vice style graphics for St. Louis, uh, famous for their 80s nostalgia, I guess. But this show opened up with Chris Jericho going one-on-one with Ortiz in a hair versus hair match. It was noted Chris Jericho is 2-0 in hair versus hair matches. I didn't see you singing Judas on camera this time. What was up? The... This didn't seem like the norm. Throughout the show, he came out three times. I had to hear that song, not counting like at the ends when he would walk out. Oh, so they played his song when he came out for Rampage? Yes. He came came out to the ring and yelled at all of us and told us all that we sucked. And Uh then went back. But yeah, three times I had to hear that song. And my children were singing it. I did not sing it. But... Um, yeah, he's not winning hair versus hair when it comes to, like, genetics, because those hair plugs <laughs> look terrible. <laughs> if 
If I, I know, had seen I, him, I would have been like, please let me lose this match. Everybody thought that that's why he was going to be losing the match. They thought, okay, well, like, Jericho's hair seems to be kind of hanging on by strands. I'll say that it holds up better in matches than, like, Edge's did, um, where that was just sadness. But uh, the <laughs> I, I think everybody thought, okay, Ortiz is going to win this match because, like, Jericho's hair looks like uh, it terrible. probably it needs terrible. to get cut. And yeah. uh, no, didn't happen. Chris Jericho had was a pretty fun match with Ortiz. Uh, crowd was really into it. Uh, and crowd was really into Ortiz in general. Um, wanting to see Ortiz get the victory. I think having Eddie Kingston at, at ringside hyping everybody up was definitely a big help. Uh, but Chris Jericho beat him, um, and he beat him with a major surprise here. So Eddie Kingston runs in. He actually uh, he hits the spinning back fist on Jericho, um, and we get a a very close near fall. Uh, everybody thought that this was it. It was so close. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then in runs Fuego del Sol, who uh, attacks Ortiz. Allowing Chris Jericho to get the victory. One, two, three. Ortiz loses his hair. But it was not Fuego Del Sol. He unmasks to reveal that it's actually Sammy Guevara, the newest member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. This is just the inner circle now without um, Santana and Ortiz. They just replaced those two with the square head guy and the other one and Daniel Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, I, I, I like, um, I think Matt Menard is having like the, honestly the, oh, yeah. the best run of his career, but, uh, in general, this is just the inner circle with two members kicked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That we have to call the Jericho Appreciation <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, and like Jericho kind of like mocked it um, at the uh, media scrum back at Double or Nothing where he was like, oh, everybody wanted the name um, Inner Circle 2.0 because we had 2.0. And nah, that wasn't going to work. And it's like, actually, that's still a better name than because this isn't any different this isn't like the goal's not any different the uh you now have an original inner circle member in here i don't know it's not really different enough for me to feel like anything needed to to change as far as that's concerned i like like i said i like matt menard's whole introduction i i actually still like it and um i'm i'm actually missing the uh the weeks um the the week counter that they had each week where they were like for seven weeks for 12 weeks and now yeah. it's just the the, the five-star deal but either way jericho wins and ortiz man of his word shaves his head kind of bloodies himself but shaves his head in the middle of the ring and starts shouting blood and guts blood and guts blood and guts what yeah. did you think um was shocked at the outcome of it i mean i really really thought jericho was gonna lose that and mm -hmm. i took the barber that they had which 
at this point, why did they have it? Because he cut his own hair. But they had the barber guy ringside, and they kept fighting right next to him. And he was so terrified. He was, like, (laughs) 10 feet in front of me. I could not stop laughing at him because his face was like, please don't hit me the whole time. But it was a really good match. And I'm glad that they opened with that because the crowd was still hyped from the matches that they recorded for elevation or for elevation or whatever mm-hmm. because we'd had warhorse out and willow and i'm trying to think there was um a couple other people i can't remember but so the crowd was super excited anyway because local people and then starting with that everybody was still pretty hyped up but i was shocked at the outcome and um when the guy got in the ring after they went to commercial with a leaf blower to blow Ortiz's hair out of the ring, I could not stop <laughs> laughing. Yeah, um, he's usually there to like clean up everything. Uh, how was the show without Justin Roberts? Because I was just thinking about that. Justin Roberts, you know, his kind of favorite thing is to to play games with the crowd during breaks yeah. and stuff like that. I've never seen how Dasha interacts with people for that. Um. So Dasha was right in front of me their table was right in front of where we were oh yeah i saw you guys got a picture dash is yeah gorgeous by the way but his sweetheart so me and Mm -hmm. her were talking throughout it because like it was super hot in there and she was like i'm dying like the whole time and um after one of the matches on elevation qt marshall um Mm -hmm. he smacked their table and spilled all of their drinks everywhere so they were all trying to clean it all up because you know they've got speakers and everything sitting on that table but she was she took a lot of pictures with people so she wasn't like as much like him but she walked around and was like pointing out signs and everything during the commercials and of course everybody and their brother was asking her for pictures because she's gorgeous so she 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 took a lot of pictures with people but Reed kept, I think Reed had a crush on her, which um, we know Reed Again, was a no surprise. man. And <laughs> he kept, every time I would look like look over at him, he would be like waving at her and she would wave back at him. But yeah, she it, she did a good job too. She was That's confused good. during the Wardlow match though. Like, yeah, she was because she made a call about eliminations that hadn't happened yet. Yeah, she said one, two, and three, and then she was, like, counting, trying to see how many were on the ground, and a guy, like, came up to her and was like, no, they have to be pinned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, that was our next match. By the way, I give the first match solid B. Um, I thought uh, just from how much... Uh, fun I had with the match. The crowd was into it. Um, I thought Ortiz actually looked like a badass shaving his own head and screaming blood and guts. Uh, I was pretty happy with this. Solid B. Uh, then we had the um, Wardlow versus uh, Security. 20 on 1 elimination match. To quote Sean Ross Sapp, dear friend of ours, that is not how pins work. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, because he was stacking people on top of each other, but... Like, the ones on top, their shoulders are not... On they're, not they're not pinned. Uh, no. Like, this already loses a letter grade just for that. 
Um, also, I got what they were going for. But one of the pieces of damage I felt like this did was Wardlow was clearly getting tired after maybe like the seventh power bomb. And uh, I think this was supposed to make him look unstoppable, but the fact that he was starting to struggle with him after Infinite actually made him look a little stoppable. Wardlow, by the way, had new music. I know we had originally had the scoop that Wardlow uh, was going to debut new music, I think it was two weeks ago, um, and then I had, uh, I guess, kind of reported, since it wasn't out there, that the music was pulled very last minute. Like, they had run through the entrance and decided that uh, this wasn't the right music for him, and so they went back to the old music but the Tron still stayed. And then this week, uh, they finally had a brand new theme for him. It's actually by the guys who did the music for Malachi Black um, and the House of Black. This was uh, not a Mikey Ruckus theme. Um, and also definitely not even remotely the flavor of the theme that they were going with two weeks ago. Because no. that flavor was... Uh, for anybody who hadn't, of course, nobody's heard that, but it was uh, originally going to be a little bit more of a, I don't know, I guess symphony is a better way, way to put it. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe it'll see the light of day one day, but uh, we do know that the um, the theme that they have, or that he has now, uh, is just another newer metal theme. But crowd was into Wardlow. Give him that. But otherwise... This segment kind of felt like a bit of a dud. Um, I didn't feel like a lot of it worked. I think Dasha announcing the eliminations um, early on showed that there wasn't exactly a lot of communication uh, as to how this was going to work. The pinfalls didn't make any sense. Uh, and that was it. Wardlow won after four minutes. It felt like it was longer than four minutes sitting there, mm -hmm. but like the crowd was into it just because he's flinging guys everywhere. Right. So everybody, everybody thought that it, you know, it was fun or whatever, but I agree he was getting um, tired and I'm sure that it was like 200 degrees in that ring because it was so humid in there anyway. And then the lights on them. So I'm sure that that didn't help with it because... <laughs> I mean, literally, I had sweat coming down me the whole time because we've oh, been under a heat advisory here. We've been under mm -hmm. a heat advisory for four days. What's so the temp right now? Um, because I can hear your fans going. Yeah. Uh, so I have so. I have four air conditioners on in my house right now because I have my central air unit. I have a portable one downstairs and two window units up here, and like they have not kicked off in days. Um. Let me see. What does your energy bill look like? Oh, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> it is nice. Especially because it's summer and you've got kids at home too. And yeah, I don't know. It says it's 96 degrees, but because of the humidity, it feels like 109. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not a whole lot better here. It's currently, let's see, at last check. 88 it's gonna get up to 93 today um but at least because we don't have to deal with humidity 88 hold on i'll show you it says 88 and feels like 88 yeah 
the dry heat is easier to deal with than the humid heat. That's why I was sweating so much is just, it was so, I mean, okay. So I didn't get home till 2 AM and the temperature at 2 AM was 88 degrees. <laughs> like it's, we've just been under this heat advisory and it's awful. And it was so hot in that building. And I'm sure that the ACs just can't keep up. It's a college arena, you know, right. so there, and it's not even a big college. <laughs> so. So, I mean, but it was hot in there. I'm sure that didn't help either. He's a big boy, but mm. that arena I mean, looks nice on TV, though. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah, that it is. Yeah. It's a great looking arena. Um, and I like. Uh, I, I'm big on arenas having their own identity. Um, so I do like college arenas a mm-hmm. little bit more than I like NBA arenas, I- only because NBA arenas all look the same. Uh, somewhere around like 2001. Um, companies just all kind of decided as they were building these NBA arenas, let's just kind of go with one standard look. This is how they're right. all going to look, and this is what we do. And I feel like every NBA arena looks exactly the same. Um, yeah. And so when wrestling companies run them, you're kind of getting the same look week to week. Whereas I do feel like college arenas all have kind of their own identity to them. Yeah. And like when I watch shows, I can identify just looking at the crowd. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this place or whatever um they're very they're a whole lot easier to identify uh, and it was a lot easier to navigate as well than like where we went for um rumble because mm-hmm. it's kind of it's still downtown but it's like on the other side and there's parking garages right next to it that you can just walk over so it was a lot easier i prepaid for my parking got right in there right out it was, it was pretty easy so i preferred it as well nice this still gets a D from me. Um, you, know, you know, the post-match uh, that saw uh, that saw appearances by UFC champions Matt Hughes and Tyron Woodley. And they were ordered by Dan Lambert to attack Wardlow. But then Wardlow convinces them that, why do you want to listen to some rich asshole when, you know, you guys are hard workers like me. And then they... Throw Mark Sterling to the wolves. He gets power bombed. Yay. Yeah. And they got the pop because hometown guys and everything. And Mm -hmm. I actually had seen them before the show started. They were sitting like to the right of me and then they moved them over there so they would be able to get in easier. And I forgot to tell Sean (laughs) that I'd seen them, but um, I'm not a big Matt Hughes fan. Um, oh, he's, he's something, um, an accused abuser, we'll say. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. but I, I was a little concerned cause he was having trouble trying to get up there. I mean, the dude got hit by a train a couple of years ago, so mm. he was having like trouble getting through and everything so i was like oh my god i hope he doesn't fall down trying to do this because this will not go over well but it went over fine so i mean honestly i didn't pay a ton of attention to this segment because it was not super thrilling (laughs) yeah and and that's why like i said this one uh didn't exactly win with me so uh i guess win some lose some and in this case lose some um wasn't for me. Wardlow still remains over, though. 
and uh, he is well on his way to getting that TNT championship. Um, he's definitely the guy for it at this point. So uh, LFG, I guess. But speaking of LFG, come on. I was waiting for this. This was the match I was waiting for. Me too. Pretty much since Tony announced it Tuesday. Dax Harwood, Will Ospreay. The IWGP United States Champion Will Ospreay, who did not bring his IWGP United States Championship, actually Browns Web Pro Champ uh, Championship, but that said, uh, these two went one-on-one. And the thing that I think people were most excited for is that these are two completely clashing wrestling styles. Yes. And uh, the thing I was hoping for, knowing who Will Ospreay is, knowing who Dax Harwood is, my brain saw this as Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio. That was immediate. My immediate thought was like that kind of clash of styles where uh, not remotely the same, but it's going to work. Okay. And it absolutely did. I okay. thought these guys went out there and had themselves a pro wrestling match. This is the type of pro wrestling I live for. And Dax Harwood reminds us that he is still one of the best in the world. Will Ospreay, though. Uh, also reminds us that uh, he is definitely one of the best in the world. And they're best at different things. And it all kind of came together in this match. I thought uh, everything from the the suplex exchanges, um, everything looked brutal in all the right ways. Um, this was also kind of a, a nice way to get a taste of Will Ospreay working more traditional TV-style wrestling. Um, because he has never really had to right and uh and for the most part like people were kind of pointing out that certain things he does aren't really all that conducive to tv style wrestling and and and, you know kenny omega is the same way right like that's a big problem that's a big thing people have a problem with kenny omega is that he works um a style that's not designed for television that really what it's designed for and when i say that just keep in mind folks what i actually mean by that is that uh, you know New Japan Pro Wrestling um, is a style I prefer in its filming, in that they are simply letting the action play out in the ring, and their cameras are designed to find it. Whereas WWE style wrestling is designed to you are wrestling for the cameras, and your job as a performer is to find the cameras. Yeah. Um, and so those are just two different styles. And AEW is somewhere in between where a lot of guys really don't work for the cameras. Um, it is we are just working and the cameras are there to find us. But at the same time, um, there's a very fixed hard camera. There's very fixed commercial break style um, spots. You can see where they are very much working for television. Will Ospreay in a lot of ways doesn't really work that way. Uh, but Dax Harwood's he was in the system. He is very much trained to do such. And so you can kind of see it all come together. And I thought they led each other well. Uh, I think the right guy won. Will Ospreay kind of needed the win here. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this, though. This was pro wrestling to me. This solid A for me. Um yeah. This, this isn't going to get the S. Nothing on the show got the S. But uh, this was a solid A. I had so much fun with this as a match. And 
I think this was a good introduction for fans to Will Ospreay as a singles performer. Yes, I agree. Um, I missed the beginning of the match because my kids had to pee. So we had to go to the bathroom and like to get to the bathroom on the floor, you had to go all the way around. So Mm -hmm. it took a little bit to get over there, but we, I mean, we didn't miss very much. And then came back in and the kids even had a ton of fun with it. And they aren't super familiar with Will Ospreay, but um, the guys that were sitting next to me had no idea who he was. And I'm trying to like explain it to them and they just, didn't really care. And I'm like, why did you buy front row seats to the show? Because <laughs> they didn't know any of the New Japan guys at all. And I'm like, right. okay. So I was trying to explain it to them and everything. And they're like, that coat's ugly. And I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. either way, I, I think even as an introduction, like if you didn't know who he was, I feel like you came out of this match or you should oh, yeah. have come out of this match um, with a full understanding of it. And... Uh, and hopefully wanting to see more. Like I said, I enjoyed the hell out of this. Uh, this was great. But I will tell you this. I know the internet feels a certain way. I'm going to put an image up, and I'm going to tell you that, as I mentioned, I will be in Chicago next week for Forbidden Door. And I say this fully unironically. This is absolutely what I'm looking forward to most. Okay. 100%. When he came out, everybody went insane. Like, I think everybody is. Well, I mean, I'm seeing a lot on Twitter who are just upset over the fact that you're like, wait, you have Will Ospreay and you're putting him against Orange Cassidy? Yes, you're putting him against Orange motherfucking Cassidy. This match is going to be great. This is going to be a goddamn hoot. Uh, I don't care uh, about... Oh, you don't take Orange Cassidy seriously. Oh, he's a joke wrestler. Blah, 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 blah. Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay sounds like it's going to be incredibly fun. Oh, yeah. um, For sure. And uh, I forgot that because uh, Orange Cassidy, he's been out of action since Revolution. Um, when he got the shoulder injury in the face of the Revolution ladder match. So that music, when it hit, people, uh, there was a Lost big pop it. for it. Yeah. yeah. Lost it for Orange Cassidy, and we're getting Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. Dead serious. When I saw this graphic, I, look, I have a front row seat to Forbidden Door. Oh, my God. I am so excited for this. I can't even stress. This is for the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. I really wanted to I can't believe this is a real fucking thing. I know. I really wanted to go to it, and that match made me want to go to it even more. But mm-hmm. we're in Little League right now. I can't <laughs> I can't be going anywhere. So, yeah. So, I know St. Louis, this arena was like an hour drive from you, right? About an hour and a half. Hour and a half. How far is Chicago from you? Uh, four and a half. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I say that, and I just, I just drove... Eight hours to Kansas City, so yeah. whatever. I never I, drive it, though. I always I drive about an hour into Indiana and take a 30-minute flight into Chicago. So I know. Okay. I, and I, I won't drive in Chicago, so there's no point in me mm-hmm. having my car there. I mean, 
I lived in Southern California and drove there, but I won't drive in Chicago, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but you forgot the most important part of the aftermath of that match. Oh, that's right. You got to see Cash Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> For those unaware. See, the problem is you have so many, like, of those guys that are. That's fair. <laughs> it's mostly it's mostly just Cash and Biggie, though. Okay. But, I mean. Either way, Cher's guy, guys, are Biggie and Cash. I try and... not to make the inappropriate comments about the ones that are married. Uh-huh. Because that's just too much. So, they're not. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to see Cash Wheeler, though. I did, and I have not got to see which he didn't wrestle, but I have not got to see him wrestle since Full Gear. So, yeah, because they did not wrestle at Revolution. That's right. Yeah. Um, did they wrestle at Full Gear? Who did they wrestle at Full Gear? Um. They did, but I can't remember who it was. What the hell? How am I forgetting? I feel, uh, like, it was, I feel like it was a three-way, maybe? Uh, da, 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 da. Wait, Hold on. I can't remember anything. Oh, that's right. It was the Lucha Bros versus... Uh, that's right. They had a tag title match. Yeah. There it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, yeah, that was the last time I got to see him wrestle, so... He got he came out and I was super excited and then he did not come out again. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to see him later on. Yeah. Because you got a picture. I did. Because he messaged me and was like, sorry, I went on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I'm glad you got it. Uh like I said, I, I as I tweeted, that was my PJ from uh a goofy movie moment. And I'm like, she did it! I was laughing so hard when I read that, though. Like, that was that was the best reference ever. But, yeah, it's, he introduced the boys to some... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Some of the wrestlers and everything, he had, I stopped by their hotel. He had me stop mm -hmm. by there. And then I got stuck in the parking garage because I couldn't get the code to work and I had to call somebody to get me out. I was like, okay, I'm about to just buy a room and stay at this hotel. It's midnight. <laughs> Damn. Oh, a good time. It was a good time. Good time. The, uh, either way, I had so much fun with this segment. From top to bottom. Great segment. A blast. 
Huge blast. Uh, then we had the, uh, um, what was it next? Oh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi and John Moxley segment. Uh, John Moxley makes his way down, and he, uh, he then is, he gets to confront Hiroshi Tanahashi. And finally, this match is going to be happening. Moxley talked about all the history behind it. And uh, he talked about the fact that his whole journey in uh, New Japan, he talked about all the opponents he's had. It's all been leading to this, to facing the man who he's wanted to call the ace. Uh, I mean, he, who everybody calls the ace because at this point he wants to call himself the ace. And in order right. for that to happen, Moxley has to take on Tanahashi. Tanahashi got to say one thing in this entire segment. And he kept like kind of reaching for the mic. And then yeah. uh, Moxley was like, no, I'm not done here. And like kept yeah. going. And then when uh, Tanahashi finally got the mic, then Jericho's music hits. And I thought, I was actually going through this whole show. And I thought, uh, as, up to this point, I thought, hey, there's been no Jericho talking segment. We're probably not going to get one. Nah, that's that. not the case. Nope, can't have yeah. that. Nope, Jericho talking segment. Uh, and Jericho, um, he's got Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti with him. He announces that Jericho and, uh, I mean, he announces Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are the newest members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, and then Tanahashi goes, Jericho, shut up. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That was, and then him talking about how they would have sex right there and then. I'm like, mm, can we not? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and they, they just. I, I thought. I thought the worst part of this was how much shit they literally like they had Jericho go out there and squeeze into this segment where Jericho gets on the mic and is just like uh new members of the Jericho Appreciation Society also we're teaming with uh Lance Archer for right now but don't worry about that also El Desperado's here uh also uh this is my match coming up for uh for Forbidden Door there was just so much that happened in this segment this segment went way downhill. I thought Moxley was incredible there. And then I thought Jericho was just all over the place and trying to shoehorn in way too much. Yeah, I agree. And I always feel like Jericho over talks anyway. Mm-hmm. So it really felt like he did there and he was losing the crowd. So yeah. I'm like, eh, but I was glad when it was over. If it would have just been Mox and Tanahashi, like, even if they would have just ended it with the face-off. That, it like, would have been great. Yeah. They could have had Jericho backstage say something later, and I just didn't feel like he needed to come out. But yes. it is what it is. Uh, and so we also then saw um, see Darby Allen called out Bobby Fish. Uh, which is fitting because, um, you know, Kyle O'Reilly took out Darby's 
um, much older partner. So then, therefore, it would make sense that Darby wants to take out um, Kyle O'Reilly's much older partner. And so... <laughs> Uh, Poor Bob. Thank you. I'm glad that finally got you. Um, the that was that. Tony Storm had a promo with some cut-in footage from Brit, Britt Baker. I thought the footage was weird. And <laughs> I was gonna say, is, there, is everything okay over there? Um, I didn't hear the security system, but I thought I heard the door open. So. The All-Atlantic title qualifying match between Miro and Ethan Page. Miro was very over. Very. Ethan Page came out to a solo theme, by the way, which I noted on Twitter um, that we really haven't heard in full since he debuted. Uh, that was the theme that played when he debuted at um, Revolution 2021. And then he had a match the following Wednesday with Lee Johnson, but the music... You couldn't hear anything because that was where that they had that like weird audio problem where they had cut in the audio from an NBA game. So uh, the, uh, we technically really haven't heard this theme like in full on Dynamite. Uh, but Ethan Page took on Miro. Decent stuff here. Miro wins. I mean, I think everybody knew Miro was going to win, but yes. it was it was all right. I mean. It's going to lead to Miro versus Pac, by the way. A match yeah. that Miro has infamously brought up as, uh, if you ever watch Miro's Twitch streams, he talked about how um, Pac, the last time he had a match with Pac, Miro and Pac, uh, was back in 2015. Uh, and it was in a match on, I think it was main event, might have been Superstars, but it resulted in uh, Miro tearing his bicep. And uh, he was injured and out for a number of months because of that match with Pac. And when asked about it, um, in a very kind of tongue-in-cheek fashion, he was like, I'm not wrestling Pac. He tore my bicep. Um, and here we are revisiting Pac and Miro one-on-one. -on -one. It'll be good. A lot of fun. Should be. Uh, I don't know who you put over there. Because on one end, I want to see... Pack kind of win the whole title. I feel like this title is like almost perfect for him. Um, whereas Miro, on the other hand, though, kind of still has some momentum and should probably still be riding it. So we'll yeah. see where this goes, but they will all be... Oh, they're saying in the chat it's a four-way. Okay. So it's not just going into a one-on-one -on -one match. Okay. Either way. It'll be good. Should be good. Then I was just reading the bracket incorrectly. Whatever. That's on me. <laughs> oh, I, I see all the it's a four-way comments now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you, chatters. Or as Miro's uh, Twitch would say, thank you to all the handsome chatters. Um, <laughs> I watch people's Twitches, by the way, especially if they're friends. Miro's not a friend. But um, my wrestling friends who do have them, I make sure to support and subscribe. Miro is very nice. The boys waved at him last night, and he waved at them. This was at the mm -hmm. hotel. And then he made it a point after he got his whatever he was getting to come over and say hi to both of them, and he gave them both nucks. And I was like, that was... Because I was, like, keeping them away from everybody. Right. Because there were fans that were, like, bombarding all of them at the bar. You know how it is. 
So we were kind oh, of yeah. just like sitting, we were sitting on a couch, like over to the side waiting for cash. So, yeah. yeah so I had the same deal, right? Where, uh, so I was actually staying at the hotel, uh, on, uh, where everybody was staying. And so I get back to the hotel after Dynamite last week, and I was just going to wait in the lobby for Swerve to come down. And I kind of start sitting there. I see um, uh, Will Hobbs came over. He said, what's up? And we talked. And uh, I mentioned all uh, uh, this past week. I talked about all the wrestlers who were really kind to Billy and came over, talked to him, took pictures with him, all of that. Darby was, was really great to him. But the one thing I was trying to avoid was that giant section of fans who were just there yeah. to get their stuff signed. And I'm like, don't stand with them. I am yeah. not a part of any of that. I'm not yes. interested yeah. in any of that. And like, uh, they so have at the rumble. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how it was at the hotel there. There's people just camped out in the lobby. Oh, right. They've, yeah. they've got bags. They've got their backpacks with their action figures. They've got bags full of them. And as soon as they see a wrestler walk by, they pull it out. They know the action figure to grab. And they're like, Hey, Ortiz, can you sign this? Right. Uh, and <sighs> Yeah, that was, I felt the same way. I was like keeping them over to the side because they, the hotel that they stayed, I almost said the name of it. I'm not saying the name of the hotel because that's where they Mm -hmm. stay every time. The hotel that they stayed at has um, like a lot of different couches throughout on their whole main floor. So I had them sitting and of course they're like looking at all the wrestlers and everything, but I'm like, no, you guys have to stay over here. And so we stayed over there until Cash took us over. And actually, like, Trent was the one who was like, take a picture with him to Cole about Reed. Because I wasn't going to mm-hmm. ask for him to take pictures. So, yeah, they... it. <laughs> and then uh, Cash choke slammed Reed onto a couch. <laughs> oh, and that Trent rules. goes, do you even know this kid? <laughs> like, Trent was <laughs> so bothered by it. <laughs> But Will Hobbs came over, too. He came over and had both of them flexing for them. And he was mm-hmm. telling everybody how strong Reed was. So he was super yeah. great with them, too. But, yeah, I did not want to be, like, associated with that crew. So I'm like, we're over here. Yeah, I, like I said, I did the exact same thing. I didn't want to be. Because the other thing that was going on was, uh, I don't know how this happened, but AEW, like, accidentally, I guess, booked a hotel at the same um place where like T-Mobile was holding a oh, um, a giant uh, conference um, for like all of the store managers uh, from like nationwide. So it took me a minute because there were just hundreds of like people in magenta shirts walking around and I'm like, what is going on here? And just all walking around the hotel. It's like a mix of wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, it's like wrestlers and people in magenta. And I made the mistake of mentioning to one of them that I had Verizon. And they looked at me and they're like, well, let me tell you how we, they're like, did you know that Verizon uh, started the development of their 5G network later? So we actually have more 5G. And I'm like, did you know that I just drove across fucking middle of nowhere where I would have had no signal at all had I, had I not had Verizon? So yeah, yeah. Uh, T-Mobile does not work where I live at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, T-Mobile so, people. <laughs> yeah, look, I appreciate T-Mobile. I appreciate their 5G, all of that. But also, part of the reason that I ended up getting or switching to Verizon was because 
of the uh, nowhere coverage. But uh, so it was great. And yeah, the T-Mobile people couldn't figure out. They're like, some of these people, they, these they, big ass people. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I think one of them had actually said um, to a wrestler, "They're like, you look like you could be a wrestler." And they're like, oh, "You don't say." Um, and <laughs> but again, it was just all people in magenta shirts. Because I, I, I asked somebody, I was like, "Okay, well, why are there so many T-Mobile people at this hotel?" And they're like, "So this is where we're having our diversity and inclusion." conference with all of the managers from every single t-mobile store throughout the country and so i'm like okay that makes sense because if there's like hundreds of those stores then there would be literally hundreds of people walking around here thank you t-mobile people (laughs) but uh anyway it was a C um as far as miro and uh ego was concerned and then we had uh, our singular women's match, as we tend to have on AEW Dynamite. Britt Baker took on Tony Storm one-on-one, a rematch from their match three weeks ago in Las Vegas, which I was at. Uh, and um, I thought this was better. I thought this was better than the last one. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, Britt's sell of... Uh, in which I actually, for a moment, thought she was legit knocked out. I thought, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, as soon as um, they were playing it up, and she got me. She sold me. Oh, I wow. believed every second of that. I think all of you did in the arena, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really good, and I was glad that Tony went over. On yes. That too. Like, yeah, Britt was selling um, everything. Like when they, when she went to walk out, she put all of her body weight on the ref. He was like <laughs> dragging her. Uh-huh. Like she, she was just selling everything. But yeah, I thought it, it was fun. I wish we had more women's matches, but um, yeah, it was, it was a fun match. I would say the crowd wasn't as into it as some mm-hmm. of the other matches, but that tends to happen with women's yes. matches too. So yeah. it does. No, this gets a solid B for me. I thought that uh, this was kind of the showing that um, I don't think it was as good as the match with Jamie Hayter, but I'm starting to realize that there aren't a lot of people on that roster as good as Jamie Hayter. Uh, but uh, I will say this was uh, one of Tony's best matches in AEW so far, and she won Storm Zero for the victory, and then Thunder Rosa, who had chased Jamie Hayter off earlier in the match, then points to... Tony Storm, they are going one-on-one at Forbidden Door for the people who are concerned because New Japan doesn't have a women's division because that's not how uh, New Japan works. Um, And I need people to understand that that's not how it works um, because they are perfectly okay with it not working that way for people who, American fans who want to chastise them for the fact that there are just full-on women's wrestling companies um and um stardom is actually a sister company to new japan so therefore it all works and they're happy with that so that's not a fight to take up (laughs) Um, but (laughs) uh and so yeah we then instead got uh 
Uh, so we are still getting a women's match, though, at Forbidden Door. I thought I didn't think they were going to do one just because of the concept of New Japan versus AEW wouldn't wouldn't have exactly fit. But we got one. Here we go. Yeah. And yeah, as they noted in the chat, uh, Tony is ex stardom, so that works. So in a way, you are kind of getting AEW yeah. versus. Uh, you're getting AEW or Stardom in a way. It kind of works. Um, Stokely was fucking hilarious. I am loving these segments. These backstage segments that Stokely has been doing for oh, Jade Cargill have been so great. So funny. When Willow walked in and he was like, stop. I know what you want. You want to join the baddies. <laughs> and <laughs> um, Speaking of which, I do have a quick question. And I think I know the answer. Um, I guess slight rampage spoiler. Was Red Velvet there? No. Okay. Um, anyway, so <laughs> then uh, finally in the main event, Jurassic Express, or as I've been corrected since... They haven't been calling them Jurassic Express as of late, except Dasha called them Jurassic Express last night. And they say Jurassic Express on commentary frequently, but it's specifically Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus um, defending their All Elite Wrestling World Tag Team titles against the former champs, the Young Bucks, in a ladder match. You can say whatever you want about the Young Bucks, but here's the thing, and I'm sure you will. But here's the thing. Pro wrestling has really one job. Just one. You could say all the other stuff about it. It's supposed to tell a story. It's supposed to blah, 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 blah. Has one job. And that is get over with fans. And nobody does it better than Matt and Nick Jackson. Their shit gets crowds into it. They get crowds going. Fans love what they do. Even when they hate what they do, they love what they do. This was a hoot. Yeah, I won't say that they don't like entertain me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I'm I'm probably not as hard on them as I used to be, but I, I like them better as the heels. Like, which is funny, but that's I I think that they're a lot more entertaining as heels. But um, the match was a blast. Um, seeing everybody go through all the tables and everything was. A lot of fun. I knew that they were going to win. We joked about this the other day, but I knew they were going to win because, well, non-Jurassic Express, uh, they were just done as champions for me. Like, Well, I think more than anything, I think the Young Bucks have all the ties to New Japan. There would have been nothing Jurassic Express that would have really made a whole lot of sense for them to have those titles going into Forbidden Door. The Young Bucks need the belts going into Forbidden Door. Um, And also, if FTR is to win the belts, and it's looking like they're going to, it would make way more sense for them to beat (laughs) the Young Bucks on pay-per-view. Because now the score's tied, right? It's 1-1, so then the final match should be on pay-per-view. Uh, no, nah, and the thing is, uh, I said this on Twitter. I liked Jurassic Express's um, 
title run. I thought that I know a lot of people were really down on it um, who talked about how they were kind of the background players to bigger feuds. But I don't know. I th- I'd like that as a story in a way. Like when we talk about the, the, the Team Taz versus um, Swerve and Our Glory feud that had been going on and then Jurassic Express kind of got inserted into it. I like the idea because that's actually a tried and true triple, tr- uh, triple threat trope. It's worked in WWE before. The idea, uh, it worked in other companies, period. But the idea of two guys who hate each other so much that they neglect the third wheel who ends up getting the best of both of them and winning. That's the story that they were telling both times they did the triple threats where Red Dragon and the Young Bucks were so consumed with each other that Jurassic Express ended up getting the best. Yeah, Yeah, they, they slip in and get the best of the both of them because those two can't get over their issues. And then same with... um. Team Taz, the idea was that Team Taz had cheated to get over on uh, Swerve and Keith Lee. Swerve and Keith Lee, and therefore they thought they were good enough for the title. Swerve and Keith Lee were doing everything they could to prevent Team Taz from getting the titles. But in the process, it all ended up resulting in Jurassic Express walking away with the belts. And then also the underlying story of Christian was the one putting them in all these scenarios. Christian was the one that put them in the ladder matches. Christian's the one that was kind of setting them up to lose. Uh, and they lost. either way, talking about the match, match solid A again for me. Yeah. Had a lot of fun with this match. I had a lot of fun with everything happening here, and uh, all of the table spots were very creative, were very fun. Uh, Nick Jackson is just a hoot to watch. Uh, and in the end, it was a BTE trigger. And we have the first ever two-time AEW yes. Tag Team Champions. And, if I'm not mistaken, the first two-time champion in AEW period was Cody Rhodes, who was a an EVP. <laughs> and, now, and now the, the first two-time Tag Team Champions are the Young Bucks. I'm sure somebody saw, will make something out yeah, of that. But. I saw last night being like oh the evps booked themselves to win the first two time and i'm like okay there's really not anyone else there except maybe ftr that should be a two-time already either like and this set up ftr to be i feel like this sets them up better like right now ftr is in line to challenge for the iwgp tag team titles that we we saw that um that you know Great O'Conn and um, and Jeff Cobb showed up on the show with the IWGP tag titles. It very much seems like FTR could probably walk away with those and be this highly decorated tag team <laughs> that has... Ultimo Dragon. They're like... Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I but... someone said in the chat that the Hardys were supposed to win. No, they weren't. Um, it, was, it was always gonna be yeah that there were discussions of putting the belts on the hardys uh but i think people have kind of run with that thinking that that meant that once this match was booked this was the hardys match to win it wasn't the bucks were uh gonna walk the bucks were walking into uh forbidden door with the tag team titles yes but uh yeah (laughs) yeah uh but you know this uh 
This didn't end here. Because after the match was over, Christian was checking on his his boys. He checks on uh, Luchasaurus, who had gone through that stack of four tables. One of the tables didn't break. Uh, speaking of which, that table that Matt Jackson went through that, like, shattered, but, like, he barely touched it, but the shit still fucking exploded. That was, like, so video game <laughs> uh, um, worthy. That was, like, uh, I don't know. It just it looked incredible. And, um, that said, the, uh, after that happened, then he goes to check on Jungle Boy, and as Jungle Boy's being helped out of the ring, Nopey hits him with the kill switch, then goes and gets a chair, and concertos him. And then yells at his mom and sister. Yeah. That part didn't air on TV. That aired for the, uh, the fight crowd. But uh, we TBS watchers. Yeah, I think he told her that she raised a bitch and then his sister flipped him off. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Oh, God, it was it was fun. But. um... (laughs) I know I'm reading this, too. You know, we know who reported this like we. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, John Alba is the one who told me that, and considering he has a podcast with Matt, mm-hmm. I would think that he would know, but I don't even know who the hell Kenny Williams is, but all right, Kenny. Yeah, no, okay. Okay. <laughs> we all talk a lot more than you guys think. Like, when these reports and stuff come out, there's a reason that we're all kind of in the know as it all hits. Just FYI. Um, and think about where that report came out yesterday and who it came from. Um, okay, why are you even on? Uh, okay, okay. Anyway, so... <laughs> uh, so, regardless... Uh, the Christian turns heel. We finally got the payoff. Christian is your, uh, he's heel again. Um, I'm excited to see this play out. I am so excited to see this play out. I'm excited to see Christian as a heel. This has been really brewing since... Double or Nothing 2021, where the final two in the Casino Battle Royale were Christian and uh, Jungle Boy. And it's felt like since that moment, Christian was plotting to cross Jungle Boy. And this was our moment. We finally got to see it. Yeah, it was very exciting. I mean, everybody had been waiting for it, so... For it to finally happen it was good timing with the with all of that and yeah i i almost wasn't even like paying attention when it happened because just everything going on and then it all just happened so quickly but yeah when he got the chairs everybody was like concerto like losing their mind <laughs> so yeah i know i'm glad the the tbs feed ended before the one more time chant by the way yeah. Um, your pictures, by the way, had a lot of people worried. 
yeah um and i said on there like i don't work here i don't know if this is <laughs> i don't know if this is real they had his mom and sister come around the barricade and go out with him he was bleeding a lot mm-hmm. um security sam got a towel from the table in front of us for the blood because he was bleeding a bunch but i said like i don't know and Tony was out there, like, slamming his head off the side of the ring. <laughs> like, you know how Tony is. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, we'll see. But um, I did not see him, but I did see his mom and sister at the hotel later. So sitting with Christian. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> they were literally Shh, You're not supposed <laughs> to say that stuff. Yeah. You know how the amount of wrestlers I've seen at Wale Mania, by the way, the amount of wrestlers that are actively feuding that I was like, hey, you're not supposed to be together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always, always there. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun. It was a good way to close out the show, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and that was a turn everybody wanted to see. And yeah, as noted, Jungle Boy got an early birthday present because uh Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Speaking of presents, so I haven't looked at Twitter, but I had already looked at the ratings, and I know that uh, I know how this is going to go. But uh, this depends on how you look at it. Um, not a great night for AEW. Uh, this show did 761,000. Uh, and a point two eight. This is the lowest rating that Dynamite has done in over a year uh, the, since April 7th, 2021. Um, now, of course, it was up against the Stanley Cup Finals on network television. Yeah. We know that slaughtered it um, because the show still came in number two uh, on uh, cable television. It was only beaten by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And uh, I don't think no no show uh, did over a point two eight on cable, so relatively this is still fine. But uh, you know what Twitter's going to run with uh, <laughs> on that oh, front. Yeah. So regardless, uh, not a great rating. I mean, it's not a great rating. It's not a great number. Uh, anybody who uh, I guess is. Praying for the AEW's downfall is definitely going to run with this as their uh, as a sign of bad things, regardless yeah. of not looking at cable TV relatively for the night. Um, there were no NBA Finals last night. Um, believe that's tonight. Tonight should be. Uh, yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, it's tonight, um, and I believe, hopefully. This is it uh, for the NBA Finals. Golden State, just put these motherfuckers home and just put them away. Leave them at home. Get your championship ring. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. For um, people unaware, because Golden State eliminated the Nuggets, I am rooting for Golden State because I hate for our losses to be in vain. So, therefore, the Nuggets are going to go out. You need to go out to the eventual winners. Golden State, get it done. Let's do it. Doing it for uh, for Reg, uh, so yeah, just get I, it done tonight. I agree, um, and I think that them going against the hockey 
really. Oh yeah, it, it. Yeah, and I think you know we'll have to see next week how it does. Uh, next week live from Milwaukee, uh, and then. So, there's that. Is it in Milwaukee next week? Yes, it is. I, I need Tony to officially announce where All Out is. <laughs> uh, we know where All Out is. I know, but I need the official. I, I won't book until I need, have the official. I mean, here's what I will tell you. I know multiple wrestlers in All Elite Wrestling. The thing is, as you know, every AEW wrestler, every wrestler period has their travel itinerary. And they yeah. all have all out in Hoffman Estates. Um, Damn Hoffman Estates where I had to freaking <laughs> walk back to the hotel. <laughs> and they already have their hotel bookings. They all have all of it. Um, it would be way too late to change a lot of that stuff. So, well, I mean, I don't know. They did it with full gear. <laughs> true. Um, I don't <laughs> think they have wrestlers that had their travel itineraries yet, though, for that. I'm impressed that they booked that far out because uh, WWE, <laughs> they don't get that <laughs> stuff in their TR app until like four weeks before. Mm -hmm. They just got where their SummerSlam hotel is. So, Well, uh, yeah, yeah uh, all out. Uh, I, I will say this. Um, I have concerns about All Out in Chicago just because full, uh, just because of Forbidden Door coming up very soon. Yeah. That said, uh, I will say that um, if Punk can be good to go by then, I think Punk versus Moxley in Chicago is the biggest match you could put on today. Uh, that that AEW has in the bank. There isn't a bigger match than that, uh, Punk versus Moxley. And so I think you could absolutely sell some tickets on that. Especially because it could go either way. Because like I know the, the go-to is Punk because he needs to have an actual reign, but Moxley is having the run of his career right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily put a stop to that. That's personally yeah. me. But also Moxley's my favorite wrestler right now. Share. Thank you for doing this on really short notice. I have next week and the week after's guests actually already booked, but for whatever reason, I the, you know it's funny, and I told you this. I had you mentally booked for this, um, <laughs> in that I was like, "Oh, Share's going to Dynamite," uh, and so yeah, it would make sense that she's going to be on day after Dynamite. I mentally booked you for this like a month ago, but. <laughs> But then I was like, I never actually asked her. And then I asked her like an hour before the show. But so, you know, I've never done anything. So here I am. I did have a here you are. this morning. So I'm glad that that was this morning and not this afternoon. Looks great too. So, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being a part of Day After Dynamite. Hope you enjoyed uh, this Wonderful episode with my dear friend Cher Delaware. I'm Will Washington. We will see you next time. Don't forget to hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, keep checking out what we do here on Fightful Overbooked. And then also check us out over at YouTube.com slash Fightful. And uh, I'm on City this Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We also have another special episode of City coming out next Tuesday 
Um, so check that out. There's going to be a Grap City special. So even though I'm not on Grap City next Saturday, um, there's going to be a special episode coming out on Tuesday. And uh, what else? And I'll give you a hint about that specific episode. Some have already figured it out because I've already talked about it on Grapsity, um, if you've been paying enough attention. But if you've just been watching this show, it's related to something I asked Cher about like 20 minutes ago. That's all I'll say. Otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, we will I see don't you next time. Anything you asked me. <laughs> have a great day. Peace.